This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Wrap with Roycey time. So, Patrick, as far as my math goes, Richard Pitino out of work for, what, 12 hours after being uh, let go by the Gophers? And this morning, he is the New Mexico basketball coach. Not too bad a deal for him. Well, uh, you know, obviously, uh, he probably was hired there before he got officially fired at Minnesota. I want to give Coyle some credit. Yeah. He didn't try to he didn't try to run the scam on us that Patino wasn't fired. He actually it took till 9 10 p.m. <laughs> last night, but he finally released a statement saying, "Yes, we fired his ass." So, uh it was uh it was I I, I was proud of Coyle cuz all along I think we all saw them trying to say, "Well, he had this good offer from New Mexico and he just decided to go there." Jim Miles had interviewed on Friday. Uh, they also interviewed the head coach at Stephen F. Austin. Uh, they couldn't have been hiring Patino on merit, so it had to be the uh, it had to be his connections, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And by by the way, though, Patrick, did you see that the verbiage used in the press release from from the U of M was not fired? It was we have parted ways. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I mean, no, but that's, that's not, uh, that's not unusual. You know, no, but nobody it's... used, nobody in a release uses a uh, fired, uh, 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 fired anymore. So I, I would, not, he, he came close enough to say, and I got rid of him that, uh, you know, I, I'm fine with it. I thought Coyle did a good job. You know what? And, uh, took him long enough, but it, it, he did a good job. Let's bring back fired. That's what we should do, Patrick. We should press for that. If you are, if you're gonna, if you are going to relieve a person of their duties, let's bring back in the press release. Fired. We got the Star <laughs> Tribune. We got Score North. We got Star Pioneer Press. We got all the outlets. They can say fired. That's fine. Nobody will be. <laughs> nobody will be. Uh, Nobody will misunderstand that uh, yeah. this was just a mutual agreement. Nobody will believe that. Uh, the more you look at this guy's record, he was a complete bust. Uh, I, When you looked, I, I tweeted this out at 4 a.m. this morning, by the way. Uh, when, you know what old guys do at 4 a.m.? They uh-huh. do what they do, and then they look at Twitter. Right. And uh, yes. so I saw some suggestions that uh, Richard wasn't that big a failure here. So I go back to Musselman, 71, when he made basketball relevant at Minnesota again. Right. Yeah. I mean, we had Bill Fitch beforehand, but most games still drew 6,000 people. Mm-hmm. And uh, considering the situation, considering the situation he inherited and the record he produced, 
and the fact he was coaching during the golden age of Minnesota high school basketball, and I'm not talking about just the top-level prospect, depth, the most depth of talent Minnesota high schools have ever had to put up the record he did, finished 10th or worse, or worse, five out of eight years. Uh, he was a complete flop, this guy. And anybody who tries to sugarcoat it is nuts. And Patrick, if you recall, the the one thing that we thought when they hired Norwood Teague as AD was what? This guy was going to get Shaka Smart or a big-time basketball coach. That was the one assumption we all made. I, I don't think we I don't think we assumed that. Well, we assumed he could we hire a basketball coach. That, we assumed Norwood thought that. Yeah. That's why he fired Tubby. He thought all his guys from Vista yeah. 7 would be calling up and saying, <laughs> he thought Brad Stevens would say, well, I got a chance to go to the Celtics, but I'd rather coach the Gophers, you know, because I got you, Darwin. Uh, he, he was absolutely, you know, he was uh, absolutely naive as uh, as could be, that's for sure. Yeah. But uh, he, uh, you know, at, at the at the end, mm-hmm. uh, Billy Donovan uh, ended up uh, hooking him up up here, and he now hooked him up in New Mexico, right? It's some guy who played for Billy that's uh, making the decision out there. And knew him from uh, Florida, right? Isn't that why Patinos get hired there? Yeah, I think so. Yep. Something Billy. Yep. By the way, okay. I uh, I wrote something last night. We used to call it a blog, but uh, now we call it a, I don't know what we call it. But I, I came upon the theory, why did Richard get fired more than any other reason? Today, because this team went in the tank. And beyond a couple of injuries, why did they go in the tank? Because they were a team that couldn't shoot, that did nothing but shoot threes, right? They mm-hmm. shot 28% or something. Mm-hmm. Do you know the first coach to use three basing, three basing to go to the final four was Rick Patino with Providence in 1987 when Richie was a four-year-old kid? I'm saying that Rick Patino, it's a bit of a stretch. But he's the one who introduced the concept of shooting threes for success when you weren't that good, right? Yeah. He got his kid fired. Basically, 34 years later, he got his kid fired at Minnesota. I like it. So it came back to bite yeah. bite the kid in, in the ass, not the old the man. Kid, yeah. yeah, the kid was watching Providence as a four-year-old kid and said, boy, if I ever get a coaching job, I'm going to have just shoot, shoot crazy threes. And uh didn't do him any good. Uh, yeah, it, uh, you know, I, I don't, I didn't deal with him that much. I don't know, uh, if he was as good a guy as everybody says he is. If he's as good a guy as everybody says he is, why did he, why didn't he get along so poorly with most of the AAU coaches and high school coaches? But, yeah, no, that's true. Uh, yep. I think he had his buddies among some of the AAU coaches, but, uh, you know, I, I don't think that his, uh, his reach out to the, uh, to the, to the lesser, lights in basketball in minnesota was too good i think no. he uh i think he uh he, he came up really short in that area and he didn't again he didn't have to get he didn't have to get uh, uh trey jones but he had to get david roddy you know he didn't he had to get that next tier of uh mckinley wright minnesota basketball players mckinley wright he could have had him. Yeah, mckinley of- wright wanted to go to the u yeah and, uh, 
Jelly Bean they came here. They didn't offer him until they actually didn't offer him until late. They tried to get him to change after he played great in the state basketball tournament. Then they then they got interested, but by then he was upset and uh, and uh, signed. I, I think of or something. They saw him that winter. I'm not sure if it was a state tournament, and decided to offer him. But by then he already decided he was going to go elsewhere because he was biffed mm-hmm. and uh, ends up uh, having a hell of a career in Colorado. One of the best players in the Pac-12 for a four, for four-year starter. He, he had to set a record for most starts. Well, probably not because the pandemic season wasn't as long as some of the other seasons. But uh, he was, you know, I think he started every game out there for four years. So who's next? What's your oh, best guess right know. now? I don't know. Porter Moser or uh, Dennis Gates would be my two guesses. Gates, the forty-one-year-old uh, guy, the African-American fellow from uh, Cleveland State, who's uh, joined at the hip with Leonard Hamilton at Florida State. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Boston College also has an opening, and Chip told me this: his wife, Gates's wife, is vice, is uh, like. Uh, Associate athletic director at BC, so uh, that uh, they, that might give them a, a if if the Gophers hesitate, they probably won't get him. Uh, Porter Moser, they uh, better make a deal before he wins a couple of games with Loyola in the uh, in the NCAA tournament, or uh, he would uh, get a little more expensive than what they want to play, probably because they're hey because uh, you know I don't know who the front runner at Indiana is. I heard that. Babbling idiot Dockich on a broadcast last weekend what do you think of him? say that, that he uh, he said Alford, Steve Alford. Really? Okay. Well, he hinted at Steve Alford coming back. You know, Alford, uh, uh, Alford went to uh, New Mexico to uh, rehabilitate himself yes. as a coach. Then yes. he went to UCLA and got fired. And uh, now he's at Nevada. Uh, he replaced Eric Musselman at Nevada. Uh, and he's, he's gotta be what 60 now. Yeah. He's probably around 60. And yeah, yeah I don't know. And by yeah. the way, the, the Hawkeyes fans by the end hated his guts. Mm-hmm. They hated yeah. Steve Alford. <laughs> I know a few. Well, they can get a little ornery down there. They can, uh, oh, they yeah. can take it personally. I think this Hawkeye team, by the way, I love Fran. I love anybody that crazy, but, uh, <laughs> But I think they've underachieved. I, I don't think uh, you know they ended up they ended up getting overseeded in my opinion. They they lost what eight in the Big Ten or something. They I mean it's not like uh, yeah it's not like they lost they were, here, Pat. Uh, they lost to, yeah, to the Gophers on a Sunday night game here. I know they did. Mm-hmm. I know that. I would imagine the New Mexico uh, press uh, release. I haven't seen it yet. It's going to uh, emphasize the fine victories we had this year right there in Minnesota. Yes. With, uh, yes. With very little attention paid to the amazing losses, <laughs> you know. So those will be blamed uh, on the injuries. We will all. Oh yeah, that'll be uh, that'll. Be, and you know what? That's what every every coach would have done the same thing. But uh, what what will always stick in when, when I think of Richard Patino, I will think of one thing: fourteen and sixty-one on the road in the Big Ten. Yeah. 14 anyone yeah. who defends anyone who defends him 14 and 61 on the road. I looked up Munson's 
like Munson's last terrible team mm-hmm. uh, before, and then he started the next year and got fired six, seven games in after the Star Tribune, after we fired him at the Star Tribune at the end of the season <laughs> and it backfired on us. Uh, Don't make me laugh. Thanks to a, <laughs> thanks to a, thanks to someone in the leadership team who shall go nameless. Uh, <laughs> Lead this down the garden path on that that irreconcilable information. Aaron, dirty laundry. Yes, Aaron, the dirty laundry of yesterday. Yesterday, well, we didn't air it. We didn't air it completely. No, we haven't aired it. (laughs) No, you know. But uh, I I think he won three road games the year the year that basically set him up for getting fired in an eighteen game Big Ten season. Mm -hmm. You know. Easiest year in history to play on the road. No fans. And he goes 0-10. Yeah. He goes 0-10. I know. I know. The guy can't coach. The guy can't coach. He's not a coach. He's a, you know, he's just a guy. He's a, you know, just a guy with a dad who can coach. You know, a lot of guys with dads who can, you know, my dad could embalm a body. I can't. You know, he was an understanding. He could have got a job, though. Can, I'm yeah, sure he got yeah, such well, a yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, I decided to become a sports columnist instead. Same thing, you know. So, because you uh, knew your limits. See, that's the key yeah. to life. Know what you know your well, limits. Well, plus you can try to bury people too once in a while. So that's uh, that's true too. So anyway, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. That, uh, but uh, you know, it's uh, 1999, and we talked about this on the podcast yesterday you know when when Clem left here we still had expectations for basketball right yes we could say even that team made the You're right. tournament and probably would, you... would have beaten God probably would have beaten Gonzaga if they didn't have three guys suspended before tip-off uh-huh. but uh but uh we still had expectations Patino came in where there was very minimal expectations and that's why he didn't get a lot more heat than he did. He, uh, you know, Munson got a Munson got heat earlier than Patino ever did. It's only the last two years that you know. Now Patino's timing was pretty good. He had his horrible, his worst season, and he was, you know, he could have gotten fired in four years. But then they popped up and had their one good year where they uh, what finished fourth in the Big Ten, went eleven and seven. Yep. And then the next time he was uh, close to getting fired, they had they had the year where they they finished seventh, but they went to the tournament and won a game. So he his only his two decent seasons he had there were, were well timed for him. I guess you could call his first year well uh, decent. Uh, they finished seventh and won the NIT. So I guess it was decent, even though. Even though he and but he inherited a better program than any of the coaches uh, who come along since. I mean, Dutch inherited a great team in seventy five, seventy six. Mm-hmm. But since then, he inherited. You know, he inherited the Hollands tandem, and he, you know, he inherited a decent team, and he brought in DeAndre uh, Matthew and and that in that team. But uh, I don't know. He didn't. He couldn't recruit depth, and he. Couldn't, he wasn't really much of a coach as far as uh, X's and O's. So I don't want to say, uh, you know, good luck and good riddance. He got a job, so he's you know? doing fine, I'm sure. It's not yeah, like he didn't yeah, get a job is, hours and, after and, he got you fired. Know that, and they must have reached some kind of settlement on the buyout, don't you think? Yeah, I bet it's I nothing. Think the Gophers, I, 
No, I bet it's not. I bet the gopher. I bet the gophers. Uh, I bet. I bet he was involved in the gophers releasing the statement that he was that they parted ways. Because I, I got it. I bet there's some money involved. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I mean, I, that's just my guess. I could be completely wrong, but uh, I don't know what he got. We, we won't. We probably won't find out immediately what he got down there. Maybe around a million or something. So I would bet that the Gulfs had to come up with something to get rid of him. Patrick, explain this. After a day of uh, of pursuing pass-rushing defensive ends last night, the Vikings signed another fat guy to go with a fat guy that they signed <laughs> last year who hasn't yes. played. So they now, have, they now have signed two nose tackles in the past two years, and I guess one of them's going to play the three technique that this – Dalvin Tomlinson, I am a little bit confused as How to how big is he? How big is he? Is he a three thirty guy? Um, let's see here. Pierce is three forty five. Tomlinson is listed at three eighteen, but so was Pat Williams. Okay. Okay. All so right. I'm not buying what the what they're selling on the weight. No, it's uh, uh, that that offensive lineman that they thought they were going to get Hooney or whatever his name oh, is. Tooney, Joe they, Tooney. Well, the Chiefs let Eric Fisher go, their left tackle. They let both their tackles they signed this. Yep. Huh? I, yeah. Well, the other one was was mediocre, yep. but uh, but they let their you know num- future former number one overall draft choice, right, Fisher? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gone. Was it? Yep. And uh, right. they let him go, and then they give all this money to this guy. It's really weird. So, but the the uh, if Thielen's going to uh, restructure and take a signing bonus, and why wouldn't he? Uh, that will uh, that give them even more money. They can sign. Uh, how about how about how about somebody? They they're going to have to sign somebody for the offensive line. Although, <laughs> yes, they once are. A, once again, <laughs> you're down to to the third tier, right? They they never go get the no. first tier offensive lineman, do they? They never nope. get, they never get the guy. The last they guy always get. They always get the they they always get the sixth or seventh or eighth guy. So the last the, la- the last Vikings um, executive slash coach to go get a, a, a top grade O lineman was our guy Chili when they signed Steve Hutchinson to that seven year poison right. pill contract. That's the last time that they went and got a uh, just clear cut Hall of Fame type offensive lineman. Underrated coach Brad Childers. Had us this close to the Super Bowl, and you guys all ripped them. I can't believe. Do you know what he was in retrospect? He was a pretty damn good personnel guy. Yes, I think so. I think he was a better personnel so. guy than a game coach. Mm-hmm. I really do. And, by the way, when he was in a proper mood, he was funny. Oh, yeah. yeah. Zim's Now, Zim's funny when he's in a proper mood, but that mood is pissed off. That's what he's funny. Yes. That's what he's funny. He's not trying to be. <laughs> Chili tried to be funny. Yes. Zim's funny. I mean, I said something the other day. I'm so damn happy that the Vikings are getting another new kicker. I can't stand it. That's my favorite <laughs> part of Zim ball is having another kicker to be mad at. It's great. It's it's uh, fantastic. Let's get the guy who hit the goalpost, Cody Parkey. Oh, Parkey. He's in Cleveland now. Yeah. Let's get let's get him or somebody like that. Let's get a. I hope we get a kicker who's just who lights it up in exhibition games and then just misses three out of four. And Zim's top flies off. It's 
it's so fun when Zim is mad at the kicker. It's, it's unbelievable. I don't think I've I don't think I've ever seen a coach uh, in any sport hate a position as much as Mike hates kickers. <laughs> and there's been some guys who you've seen that hate goaltenders. Oh too. God, yeah, right. Yes, yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of guys that hate goaltenders, but uh, yeah, kickers. Well, the goaltender's got a tough job, right? That's so it's that's more understandable that yes than, than a goaltender, but a, but a kicker. The Zim, the Zim era does not consider kickers to be even athletes, much less football players. So uh, that's, uh, that's uh, you know, and they, boy, did they make that punter fight it, huh? Mm-hmm. Quit. They made him take the minimum. And, you know, he took it, though. Uh, he stuck around. Well, sure. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's the, you got your choice between taking it or or they could call up Hunters Anonymous. There's 30 guys waiting around for a tryout, right? Oh, hell yeah. And they'll all show up. They every one, Last one of them will show up and punt for you, too. That's the greatest thing. Yeah, you were exactly right. So I was, I'm in the press box here today, and there's a guy. I think he's attached to the Pirates. He's a scout. And I don't know who he is, but he's in his 60s, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and boy this is this has been baseball's problem forever right from the night you know when i started covering in the 1970s calvin and the guys will always tell you how much better the other players used to be <laughs> you know how the much better the players used to be mm-hmm. and this guy's in there complaining about everything about the game everything about the game <laughs> how you know it's uh you know it's 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 cookie cutter and the whole thing. Everybody's being taught the same. He's absolutely wrong. He's absolutely wrong. The thing about analytics is it's individualized instruction. You know, it's not the cookie cutters were the guys in the seventies, the pitching coach who said, Ah, bend your back and keep the ball down, right? Yes. I mean, these guys are okay. Here, Dombeck, uh Supinat supinate your uh, wrist, your hand a little bit, and the slider will get more break on. Right. You think they're telling everybody that? But you're right. It's, I mean that uh, that's how that's how the old guard operates, basically. Yes, and uh, but and uh, as a member of the old guard, I got to say the old guards get less and less. They're getting replaced by the guys yep. with. Uh, with doctorates from Middlebury. <laughs> you know? Yeah, let's just figure so, out how to shorten uh, I, how to shorten time of games, and I'll be happy. Okay, that's all I want. I, uh, I saw Rocco was quoted uh, yesterday, last night, that we're supposed to be playing nine inning games for the rest of the way. So that'll be quite well, an. God experience. forbid. All right, yes, all right, Ricey. We'll, all right, we'll talk See to you, you soon. Goodbye. All right. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Colaguard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. 
Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in.